Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host. Good morning, Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. It's here and it's time for Monday's Roundup. Uh, all your news and notes from the weekend and a little bit from last week as well. Uh, Justin, let's start with the big news on campus, uh, really. The big news in college football everywhere right now. Uh, the Longhorns uh, were at on the practice field. They've now had four practices. Three of them, parts of it were open to the media. We've heard some stuff on the fourth practice as well. Uh, you know, let's just start at the very top. Uh, you were there uh, as well. What, what were some of your big takeaways, Justin, for, for these practices? Um, <clears throat> one of my biggest takeaways was how good the offensive linemen looked, how slim, how trimmed, how just fantastic, and how only a few years ago the offensive line in Austin just did not look like that. For, for, for better or worse. And so it's, it's, it's easy to notice those guys early on. It's easy to notice the sheer size of the defensive line from Byron Murphy, Devondre Sweat, Trill Carter. These are humongous guys. These are big dudes. And so the size always kind of stands out a little bit to me. And then also the receiver play. I feel like it's deeper than I remember it in the last few years. I feel like there's some real guys out there. And, and of course, you've got like an Isaiah Nayor, who probably had, would have had a breakout season last year. He's just now in the mix now. you got an A.D. Mitchell who is being almost impossible to guard in practice. Uh, he's, he's using his talents and abilities well. And then I think at the end, we've all talked offseason about leaders. We talked about that a lot. We knew you had to replace Bijan and Rashawn. You had to. I love the direction that Quinn Ewers and Jalen Ford are taking this group because they both may not be the most out, out introvert, outgoing people. Okay. But they're taking it upon themselves to, to make themselves more vocal. They're they're And they're the most lead by example, especially Jalen Ford as you get. And so early on, I think they, the, 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 the big guys look big. They look good. They look slim. Malik Ogbo almost looks a little too slim. But um, it's just good to see those guys. It's good to see leaders organically happening, you know, from, 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 from Quinn to, to Jalen Ford. Yeah, I think it's happening, too, in that regard. And I would agree with you about the shape of the team as well. I mean, they just – they look – I mean, I've just been doing this a long time, Justin. Um now, I'm not saying this is the best team I've ever seen at Texas because it's not. I mean, I, no. I was around in 05 and 04 and 09 and 08. Uh, that being said, uh, this is a pretty doggone good team. Uh, let me ask you this, and, and let's let's start with Quinn Ewers, because I think that uh, you and I and, and others have talked about it as well. We think he has to take that next step. Um, the degree to which that step has to come, Justin, is debatable. Right. I mean, does he have to be a guy that completes 65 percent of his passes or do we need him to go step up and do 70 percent? Right. That's the question for the Texas Longhorns. OK, um, what, what are your thoughts on, on that and what you're seeing from him? Uh, you and I were both there uh, and we saw him be quicker and more in shape than he's ever been. Steve Sarkeesian noted that. What, what was your takeaway specifically just on his physical progress? And where you think he's headed this year right now? Yeah, I, I don't I think I don't think there's that big a difference. I mean, there's a bigger difference between 65 and 70 percent, but I'm not sure how relevant that's gonna be when it when it comes down to Quinn. It's gonna come down to getting the ball down the field vertically. I mean, really, 
they're going to be able to move the ball. They can run the ball, especially with the the, the, the offensive line they have. They've got Jatavian Sanders to, to to navigate the third downs, to, to do the short yardage, to do the safety valve. This 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 offense needs to get vertical. They need to get the ball down the field. And we saw how important it was to Sark last season to do that. We saw him try to force Xavier Worthy into that role. And so I think for Quinn, it's going to be more of we know how we know what you're good at. So we're going to line up these plays and we need to <coughs> matriculate it down the field slowly and surely. But we need to be able to go to the top. We've got to get vertical or this thing does not open up. This offense does not function. So for Quinn, I mean, the ball, he looks like he was a junior when he was a junior in high school, Bobby. The ball just comes out effortlessly, like always. I think his feet are better now than they were six months ago. Uh, he's noticeably, obviously, in shape. We talked about, you know, him, him really focusing <laughs> and even getting the buzz cut. But for Quinn, to me, last year was huge because he got that back into the rhythm. Okay, I'm playing football again. Okay, and, and it, you get away from that, and it's hard to find it. And I think he found it, especially later in the season and in the, the Alamo Bowl. And so for Quinn, the ball's just coming out effortless. And now he's got so many guys he can throw too. He's got so many weapons. There's no excuses. Not this season. There's too many things that, that, that they can use in the right way. And so for Quinn, I think he just needs to get in the car and put it in, in, in drive. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. All right, I want to ask you some more questions about the team. First, we want to say thank you uh, to our big-time sponsor here, Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. Uh, Laura knows the Austin real estate market inside and out. Uh, if you have needs, it could be moving to Austin, moving from Austin, Moving within uh, the Capital City area, give Laura a shout at 512-784-0505. She's with Keller Williams, and she works with the Andy Allen team over there. Uh, contact her at laura at andyallenteam.com. She is the real estate expert in the Austin area, and we appreciate her ongoing sponsorship of the Roundup. Justin, let's, let's go back now and talk a little bit more about those receivers that you were mentioning. Um, they, you said they have more depth. I think they're the best group that Texas has had on campus potentially ever as a, as a unit. Okay. Um, what were some of the things that you saw from that group that makes you think that they're taking that next step? I mean, I know I do, but what were the things that you saw? I think each one of their, 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 their guys there have a unique skill set. I think each one of them kind of bring a niche to their role. Um, A.D. Mitchell's long. You know, he, he can high point. He's going to be a guy that can really stretch, uh, you know. But then at the same time, you've got like a Jonte Cook who may not be he, – he's more of your quick twitch. He's more of your incredible hands. He's more of your, your route running. you got DeAndre Moore who's already built like a kind of ready college-made receiver. Uh, great hands, catches the ball well, strong, stronger than I was expecting. And then you got the, the, the income, Xavier Worthy. I mean, that guy just moves about as effortlessly as possible. Jordan Whittington finishing every drill full speed because that's the only way Jordan Whittington goes. Um, there's just, and you know, the funny thing is we don't ever mention Casey Kane. And and I've got a couple of buddies that had, had said, you know, I've, I've heard a few things about him from the spring. I'm, I'm hearing a little bit from the summer. And Casey looks the part. I think they just need Casey to kind of step up now and actually close that gap, make a few big catches in games, in traffic. But, man, when will he have a chance? Because there's just top to bottom. There's just 
it's going to be tough. If anything, the Horns will have an outstanding scout team uh, yeah. for, for fall ball. Yeah, I, I agree with you in large part. Um, Casey Kane looks better than he did a year ago, and he's continuing. Just I mean, they, they're continuing to, to get better. They are developing players in Austin. Uh, and Casey Kane is one of those guys that is proof of that. Baron Sorrell, another one. Uh, you just go down the list. Jaron Thompson. Um, my, my question, though, is, is a little different here. Um, I feel like right now uh, it would be uh, for sure Xavier Worthy, Jordan Whittington, and A.D. Mitchell starting, along with J.T. Sanders as the receiving group, right? Yes. I, I, I kind of wonder how is Sark going to rotate in Guys like Nayor, who frankly needs to be on the field quite a bit because he stretches that ball vertically, like you talked about with Quinn, right? Uh, he was Jonte the missing Cook. piece last year, Bobby. Yeah, Jonte Cook, jo uh, Jonte Cook, DeAndre Moore has looked smooth. Um, I I'm I'm interested to see how he does it. Uh, and in, you know, if anybody can, it's him. He he made four first round draft picks. Happy at one time in Alabama. <laughs> at a position that's usually the most dramatic. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Um hey, let's let's talk defense a little bit. We, you talked about the offensive line, defensive line. I heard on Saturday that Alfred Collins had his best practice as a Longhorn. I mean, I know did not see your face is exactly what I when that person told me that, I was like and I was like, "Wow. That's because he's flashed before, but right. You know, he didn't look great in the first couple of days, in my opinion. Now, my opinion is, you know, that's everyone's got one, right? Um, but for for someone to come out and tell me that, that that means that he's doing. He did something on on Saturday night that was really really strong. Um, uh, you know, where are your thoughts on the the defensive line? You mentioned those guys, uh, not only Tavondre Sweat and Byron Murphy, Trill Carter, Vernon Broughton, Alfred Collins, Sadir Mitchell, Aaron Bryant. It, that's that's the strength up front, the edge is the weakness at this point, right? Even with Baron Sorrell returning. Right. And, and I'm not necessarily going to say Baron Sorrell is a weakness because. No, no, I don't think Baron's a weakness. No, I no, think... no, 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 no. I know the position, the position. Yeah. But yeah. I'm what I will say is with Baron, I don't know. They, they posted, a, he had a picture posted a couple of days ago. It's amazing how much bigger he's got. Like we thought he had a certain ceiling and I feel like he's surpassing that. He, he is literally growing. And so each time, and, you know, we're a big Sorrell group here. I, I think the world of Aaron. But we, it, they're battle-tested, but they need to have a few more battles. They need to get into a few more wars, so to speak. I think Ethan Burke is needs to take the Baron Sorrell jump that he made last year. I think Baron Sorrell's got to take that next jump from quarterback hurries to quarterback sacks to get in his hands on the guy. And then I keep going back to don't be surprised when you see Anthony Hill line up on the edge in certain situations, and he's going to bring a dynamic off off that off that edge that's just different than the other guys. He's uh, just it, it's just a, a horse to water, man. Yeah, another one. Uh, Jerry Hamilton mentioned this yesterday. Jare Bledsoe apparently had a nice practice on Saturday night too. Boy, if the Longhorns could have Jare Bledsoe come along along with Ethan Burke uh, and get the, the steady play from Baron Sorrell and perhaps use Justice Finkley in that group at end, that would be a healthy uh, group going yeah. forward, at least some that had some upside 
as the season wore on, right? As they, they get uh, more more games underneath them. Uh, speaking with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Justin, the, the next thought I had on this is Jalen Catalan and the safety position for Texas. Um, I know that Jaron Thompson's a starter back there. We know Jalen Catalan is a starter back there right now. Um, it, what about the young safeties? Are they just too young right now? I mean, Derek Williams, uh, Jelani McDonald's working a little bit at star. Warren Roberson's working all over the place. Um, are the, the, the young guys back there too young? B.J. Allen, he seems to be taking the next step. You got Michael Taft, Keaton Crawford back there. What is, what is your take on that position? No, I, I don't think the youth has anything to do with it. I think the fact that you've got three-year starter coming back and Jaron Thompson, the fact you've got an NFL-caliber safety in Jalen Catalan, which, I mean, that's what you want. And so, and, and, and so, you know, that's a position where it's not easy for a freshman to just come in and immediately have an impact, at least a true freshman. I've seen redshirt freshmen do it. I believe Earl and I believe it was 08 kind of had that sort of, tr you know, transition. But, yeah, the, Derek Williams looks tremendous. Like, they look great. Keaton Crawford's one of the best-looking players on the, on the field. Michael Taft, I feel like, can play every position on defense, including linebacker, if they had to. Like, he's smart. That kid knows. Smart, but I don't think – I think he might get beat up at, at linebacker. He's he would tell you that, that, too. He would tell you the same thing, but I'm telling you, the kid is smart. He can play a lot of those things back there. So, I don't necessarily think it's an age thing. I think it's a depth thing. I think – and that's a position, if you'll remember last year, we thought, man, they need some athleticism back there. Badly. They moved Keaton Crawford from corner to, to that spot. That's tried to help a little bit. They bring in a Derek Williams who is ultra-athletic. I mean, they call him the Raptor for a reason. Uh, but, no, I, I don't think it's age-related. I think it's depth. I think it's experience because Jalen has been around the block. And Jaron Thompson's started at Texas – since the middle end of his freshman season when he took Caden Stern's job. And so those guys just aren't letting go of the, that role. Got it. All right. We're going to keep talking here with Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. Justin, got uh, five minutes for you on recruiting in a second. Uh, I want to say thank you to our sponsor once again, and that's uh, Laura Baker, uh, the realtor for Keller, Keller Williams. Uh, if you're moving to, from, or within the Austin area, Laura is your call. Uh, Laura is at is a has decades of experience in the real estate market, specifically in Austin. Someone that you're very, uh, can be safe with, uh, understand what's going on in the market. Uh, she also knows the good neighborhoods to kind of get to the best schools. All of those things you're probably looking for at some level uh, with a realtor. She's also very trustworthy. 512-784-0505. That's 512-784-0505. Laura at andyallenteam.com. Justin, the 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 let's just get the let's get let's break the seal here. Colin Simmons was the news uh in recruiting this past week when he announced that he was going to make his decision on August 10th. Uh there are uh RPM picks in for Texas, there are RPM picks in for LSU. Um you know, there seems to be some momentum on LSU's side at this point even though there's confidence on both sides. Uh, what's your takeaway on this? Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Told you it's going to be a bumpy ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think Colin gave us a, a false sense of hope in late June, which everything we heard was accurate and everything that went in, during his official visit was was legit. And, and, and we know how much fun he had. We know what he what, what he did that weekend. But it's going to be bumpy, man. It's like a, it's like when we were on the George Roy screen and you're going up and it's just and we're still going up like we haven't hit the apex yet. We're still going up. I want to know when I can raise my hands and I can look down and open my eyes because right now I'm still closing them. It's Texas or LSU. I, I, we couldn't say that definitively six months ago. We can now. It's Texas or LSU. They both held the pendulums at certain times where they've they've been the leader. They've been the the one in the clubhouse people would go with. Um, there's confidence on both sides, but. It's it's going to come down to, does he want to stay close to mom? Is, is fa- how much is family going to factor in, into this decision? Because he has a lot of friends in Austin. There are a lot of players. Uh, somebody on one of the threads last night had mentioned Jonte Cook hosting him. And I, I said, man, Anthony Hill hosted him. But technically, there was about four or five guys that hosted him. And so, Colin, he's got a connection with this staff. He wants to be... He wants to be that impact edge. Uh, but if he decides to go out of state, it, it's going to be LSU. It's going to be uh, the Bayou Bengals. And, and, and it's one of those things where he'll either be home in the ATX in January or he'll be calling Baton Rouge um, next year. But um, it, it, that's it, the it, fun it, part of this recruitment is that there's some confidence on the Texas side. There's some confidence at the, on the inside Texas side. But at the same time, you got to hold on with kid gloves because this is Colin Simmons. That's national recruitment 101. Hey, you're heading out. Uh, you're heading out tomorrow to see Kobe Black, the defensive back, cornerback out of Waco Connolly. Uh, what is the latest on him? Uh, a five star in his own right. Yeah, you know Kobe. A lot of people have been asking about him taking officials um, in in, in uh, during the fall, September and October. And the truth is, he wants to see some other places. It's not. I think Kobe knows where he wants to go. I also think Kobe kind of wants to take some more visits and, and enjoy fall games on Saturdays, which I just can't blame any of these guys for wanting to do that. I, to this day, still feel like if you ask him, he's going to tell you, yeah, I still want to see LSU and I still want to see Alabama. If he makes a decision before then, I don't think he makes those trips. So the question becomes, when's he going to make that decision? And we there's there's differing opinions. I think personally, he's in no hurry. I don't think he's in any hurry. I think he has taken this process really well. His older brothers have kind of led him through it. They understood kind of the pitfalls. He's done that well. I think 
his family would prefer, you know what? Let's give you some good advice. Let's go ahead and get this over with. Enjoy your senior year. He's an early enrollee, Bobby. You, you don't. I talked to his father just the other day. He said, you don't want to be going, you know, on visits and, and worrying about recruiting in November, you know, October, November, December of your senior year. Like, because in the next month, you're moving and you have you will have skipped some of your senior. You would have missed some of those things. And so for Kobe, I, ultimately, I, I think it's one of those you just got to kind of pay attention. He, 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 I, I wouldn't be surprised if he did something in the month. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes those visits and stretches it out a little bit during the season. Kobe's in no hurry. Just know that Texas has laid a great foundation in this recruitment. And the other school that I would watch is, is Texas A&M. I think he's got a great relationship with Coach Rushing. And I think they're a, they're a sneaky pick there right now, but I'd still put the advantage of Texas. All right. Um, speaking with Justin Wells inside Texas. Other guys, uh, Texas involved in Dominic McKinley, uh, Longhorns fighting uh, Oklahoma, as well as Texas A&M. There, he's a five-star defensive lineman out of Lafayette, Louisiana. He appears ready to leave the state of Louisiana, which is big news in and of itself. Uh, Texas feels confident there, but let's see where things go. Uh, other teams have reason to be confident as well. T.J. Lindsey, the big defensive lineman out of IMG Academy down in Bradenton, Florida, also in play. Uh, a couple other guys, Ryan Wingo, who you went up and saw up in St. Louis about a month ago now, Justin. He's still in play as well. He's not going to make a decision, though, until early signing day. He's a five-star receiver. Uh, Justin, in, in total, uh, you know, this this Colin Simmons recruitment, uh, Texas, uh, you know, does not necessarily have the momentum it had a month ago, right? Right. Is, is this uh, something to be concerned with for Texas fans, or do you think this is the nature of a Steve Sarkeesian recruiting class because he doesn't necessarily – like Jerry says, he just doesn't move on, right? He doesn't go to the next guy. You, we've seen that. We all say that now, right? Yeah. Um, is this one that if if Colin Simmons goes elsewhere, he's still going to recruit the heck out of him? And what does it say about the class as a whole? Because look, they didn't have a highly ranked class two years ago, and then all of a sudden they land uh, Kelvin Banks, Cam Williams, Neto Umuyo, Zulu. You know, back to back to back, and and the floodgates open. So. What are your thoughts uh, on on how Texas is poised right now in recruiting? Yeah, it's interesting because Sark, we're figuring out his strategies. You know, he does play. He likes to play the long game on certain recruits. He likes to push a little bit on certain recruits. Um, I think I do. I, I do feel like he's kind of one. <laughs> he feels like the old school coach that wants to focus. Wants two a days hits. He wants to kind of go on that, but you got to can't forget. August, there's going to be decisions being made, like a Dominic McKinley could potentially a Wardell Mack from down in Marrero. Oh, I forgot about Wardell, yeah. yeah. Could potentially. And so, but I think the way that Sark's kind of handled this class, first of all, they're not going to stop calling Colin Simmons until two minutes after his his facts comes across <laughs> on, on signing day. You, you don't stop recruiting them. You didn't. You build such a strong relationship and bond, you would be doing yourself a disservice if you didn't follow it through. Anthony Hill proviso all the way. You you continually recruit Colin because I think there's a there's a section of his family that wants him to stay close. I think there's a there, there, there's some factors there that really want him close. And in August, 
they may not be as vocal. November, December, you're about to move away in a month. Then it gets real. The reality sets in and then it's maybe some more persuasion. Are you sure you want to go that far? Are you sure? So for Colin, that's how they're going to handle it. They're going to still talk to that kid. Micah Hudson, they still, they're still recruiting him. They don't stop recruiting these kids most of the time when they either decide to go somewhere else or they don't take that visit or they skip a visit. That's not going to stop them. They did all these evaluations and all this homework for a reason to stay the course. And I like how Sark pinpoints a person and he knows who he wants and he's very decisive. I respect that a lot about him. So I think that's kind of where we're at, especially with Colin. Of course, they're going to recruit him through the whistle. That's a standard that they're going to do that. But if anything, if he jumps to LSU, now they've got a target. They don't just have to recruit him. Everyone that recruits Colin after that is going to be going at LSU. And so, it, yeah, no matter what happens, and this goes both ways, no matter what happens Thursday, the other school is not going to relent. There's not going to be any backing off. Yep, uh, that's right. Uh, Colin Simmons announces his decision on August 10th, Thursday, uh, at his high school. Uh, Justin Wells, Inside Texas, thank you very much. Uh, it looks to me like Longhorns are uh, in the, a, a position of waiting for some dominoes to fall right now. Yeah. And all of them are not going to fall their way. That's just the reality of it, are. right? And, yeah. and we've talked about the big boy recruiting idea, but it's coming home to roost. It's not just a, a theory anymore. It is reality, and we're going to see how that plays out here in the next uh, three days, four days with Colin Simmons, and then probably within the next month or two with a lot of other highly, highly talented five-star type guys. All right, for Justin Wells, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been today's edition of On Texas Football. Uh, be on the lookout for another video later today. We've got a special guest, Jerry Hamilton, and I are bringing in. Uh, we'll uh, reveal that a little bit later. Uh, but for Justin, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching.